podcast listeners, pal, friends. Happy New Year! I know it's getting late into January. It's been a minute since we last had a chat, so I want to get my well wishes across to you. Here's a question. How's the start to your 2023 been for you? I enjoyed reviewing my 2022. Like I had a, had a look back at my health goals and the business goals and personal goals. And to think that just a year ago, January 2022, I was lugging around a moon boot and then it took nearly a full year. So December 2022, before I was back running the monthly kilometres I was running pre-injury, it's just one of these things, those little things you could never underestimate just how long it takes to get back. Uh, something to be mindful of as a podiatrist and also just, just in our regular life that you got to put in the effort, but also good things take time. So let's get into what we're going to be chatting about for this podcast. Enough about me. We're going to be talking about how to take the stress out of your back-to-school shoe shopping. I always struggle with those ones. School shoe shopping. Aiden's going to show you how to get strong bones, and you can also learn if orthotics and not talk to Shoals insoles will help you with your flat feet. We've got a little bit more as well. So let's get into it. First up, the blog updates. This is what we covered at prideplus.com.au. Do you want health, strong, healthy bones? Here are Michelle Bridges' five rules for strong, healthy bones. Um, back in November, Michelle Bridges shared her rules, and they're a must-read if you have osteoporosis or osteopenia or anybody who has a family history of easily broken bones. We also talk about orthotics for flat feet, so when you need to see a real podiatrist and not Dr. Scholl. And orthotics have come a long way since um, the good doctor started first crafting supports that are now produced en masse and you can pick up at your local Woolies. In this article, we guided you through, we guided, yeah, we guided you through the right pair of orthotics uh, and what they can do for your flat feet and why seeing a podiatrist first is really important. And then Aiden shares the five best exercises for osteopenia. So osteopenia, not, not quite as well known compared to osteoporosis. Usually it's the precursor. It's where you, your bone density is decreasing, but it's not yet at the, pro, the, the likelihood of a high risk of a fracture occurring. It's really the, the warning sign, the yellow flag, like, oh, shivers, what are we going to do about this? And one of those things you can do is, is some weight-bearing exercises. So Aiden takes you through the five best ones. So check out prideplus.com.au. We'll link to them in the show notes. Now, for the shoe of the month, we're going to be talking the, about the Ascent Apex. Now, Ascent are a fantastic brand. They do lots of different shoes. Um, they do some great work boots. They're very a lot of very classical black shoes. So when I think thinking about school shoes, they've got a lot of classic black school shoes. So that's why we're going to talk about the Ascent Apex. So like, do you even know what stress is if you haven't tried to get three kids fitted for new school shoes the weekend before school starts again? How come this store doesn't have my little Timmy size? And hearing the mum, where's the bathroom? And you turn around and number two is hitting number three with a shoebox or the Brannock. Like, I'm not a parent, but I have worked in footwear and I have sold a lot of school shoes in my time. Um, and I know that it's pretty stressful. It doesn't need to be. So for starters, the Ascent Apex is the best all-round school shoe on the market. Um, it's, it's your classic full-grain black leather, lace-up, and a really supportive midsole. When you buy it, at the Iconic as well, so an online retailer here in Australia, they've got an exceptional returns policy. So you can have the flexibility of ordering your shoes, ordering the right size or what you think is the right size. They get delivered pretty quickly, sort of two to three days for most metropolitan areas. And then if it's not quite right, when you try them on in the comfort of your own home without being rushed, without having, where's the bathroom? You could just say, it's down the corridor where you where you go all the time. Like I said, you're at home. Um if it's, if it's not right at the end of all that, you can send it back for a full refund and, and swap them over. So 
here's a quick look at how you can do stress-free back-to-school shopping. So number one, get the shoe right. So just start with the Ascent Apex unless you have to go for something different, like you need to go for a Mary Jane style, uh, you know, a, a young girl style, something like that. Number two, get the fit right. Here's how you do it. Length. Grab last year's shoes, pop them on your little one. How's the length looking? You should have a full thumb width past the edge of the big toe if your child is still going to be growing. So uh, if you if they grow right up to the very end and the toe is touching the end, go up two full sizes. If it's only just starting to feel snug and there's still a little bit of space at the end there, go up one full size. Then width. The Ascent Apex comes in heaps of width. So the normal width for them is a D width. So just stick with that unless you have very wide or very narrow footed or child's footed feet in in which case you can go all the way up to a 2e uh, for the wider or narrower into the c width and just remember with sizing ascent like most kids in athletic shoes in australia they use us sizing and they're made on a men's scale because you know of course they are the patriarchy so the apex kids goes up to a 13 and the apex adults up to a 16 so this means if your daughter is wearing the adult women's runners, she'll need to convert that back to a men's size for school shoes. I know, this is confusing. Easy way to do that is, so if your daughter is wearing an 8.5 US women's running shoe, that's equivalent to a US 7 school shoe. There's a 1.5 size difference between the men's and the women's there. So within about five minutes home, you can line your kids up, get last year's shoes on, check out the sizes, write down their sizes, go one or two sizes up depending on what what it looks like from the growth spurt side of things, order them from a place like the Iconic where you can send it back for a full refund. That's it. Done. It only takes five to ten minutes, sorted. They'll arrive a couple of days later. Easy. Good luck. All the best with your, your school shoe shopping. Okay, next up, we've just got a, a back-to-school shopping checklist, and this is if you're going into a shoe store because not everyone um, has the ability to, to buy shoes online. So if you are looking to, to get into a shoe shop and you've got a good one close to you, Here's how you can have a chat with your shoe retailer yourself and what to look for. So number one, comfort. So if it's not comfortable in the shop, it's really not right. So a lot of research has gone into footwear, but one factor that continues to ring true is that the shoe must be comfortable for your or your kid's feet. Size, like this seems obvious, particularly what we've just talked about, but it can be easily underestimated. So depending on your child's age and growth rate, a good general rule is to keep a full thumb width at the end of the shoe, keeping in mind, just don't go too large. It's still got to be comfortable. If it's uncomfortable and you've got a full thumbs width, then you're going to have to drop it back a, a size or a half size. Uh, number three is stability. So you've got to, the good old-fashioned twist test. So like hold the shoe upside down at the heel and the ball of the foot and try twisting the sole like you're wringing out a sponge. So you shouldn't be able to bend or twist it so that your palms are going to start facing each other again. Uh, it also shouldn't be completely rigid like you were trying to uh, bend a brick. You're looking for that little bit in the middle, the Goldilocks. Not too flexible, not too stiff. And then we're going to talk about the sole next. So number four, the midsole should be made of a foam or a polyurethane. So foams are what you get in runners. They're very good for cushioning. They're fantastic, comfortable, soft, particularly if kids are doing a lot of running around in their school shoes, but they do wear down faster. So polyurethane midsoles, so these are your more ones you're getting in like your Clarks or your Echo school shows. They still have some cushioning, but not quite as much, but you'll get a little bit longer wear out of them before they dramatically compress and start to deform. Uh, they can be a little bit heavier than the foams too. And lastly, the style. So like, we're not going to recommend it wearing any shoes that increase your injury risk, but style is important, particularly when you're in an age where you're trying to fit in with friends. So if everybody is wearing particular style of shoes and there is that risk of, you know, 
kids can be like, the bullying, um, ostracized and like that. It might be a really important consideration for, for your son or daughter um, to make sure that the shoe is a particular size for them. Good luck. Okay, lastly, Aiden's going to talk to you about is 2023 the right year for you to start using resistance training for your bone health? So doing the right amount and the right type of exercise for your bones can be the difference between living a full and energy-filled life and fractured bones from any triple fall. And that may sound scary, but it's something that far too many people live with every day. Well, that's, a, that's a big fear. One key type of exercise for increased bone density is resistance training. Think lifting weights, pulling resistant bands, or even just using your body weight. When you're moving this weight repeatedly with the purpose of getting stronger or getting fitter, you are completing resistance training. So how much is enough? Most researchers say about two to three sessions of resistance training a week is great for the regular person and someone living with osteoporosis. And while Aiden thinks this is a good recommendation, it's also important to remember it's only good for bone density if you're being challenged by those exercises. So you've got to pick the right challenge. So let's say we do an exercise like a calf raise. We might get you to do this exercise until you can't perform it anymore with good technique. And let's pretend you say you get about 15 repetitions and that would be your maximum. From there, we might chop a few reps off at the end and say that 12 reps is the perfect number for you to find the exercise challenging, yet still do the exercise with good technique. We can apply this to all exercise to get stronger and build more muscle. The other benefits of doing resistance training is that the beauty of the exercise is it transcends a very specific narrow goal. In doing resistance training for your bone health, you're getting many other benefits like improving the health of your joints and how well your body responds to insulin and also reduces the risk of many other health conditions. And maybe, the most important thing, you just feel better. Lastly, let me introduce you to our team, Patricia. Patricia Austria is a client experience officer and her favourite thing about being a CEO is to be able to help and connect with people. In her spare time, she loves to crochet, work out and play with her cats and spend time with her family. She loves traveling and experiencing new things, going to unfamiliar places, being challenged and seeing new faces. It always fascinates her. All right, gang. That's been another episode of The Bright Pack. Very school heavy. So if you're heading back to school, if you've got kids in your family heading back to school, good luck. Hopefully everybody gets off. Got new shoes, new backpack and all the books. Look forward to chatting in February. Thank you.